welcome to Oral Phonic, a podcast about Podfic. I'm one of your hosts, Dodie, also known as Dodificus. And I'm Jen, also known as Jenapod. And I'm Lindsay, known as Pedica. Today's topic is about multi-voice projects. But first, we're going to talk about some news in the Podfic world, because there's always new things happening. Um, I wanted to talk about a new Tumblr called Audio Snippers, which is full of what Podfickers love, which is data and graphs. Like the main purpose of the Tumblr on top of the stats that they've currently been doing is to arrange times to, for Podfickers to meet in a chat room and uh, edit together. So we are currently, it's December, probably the main challenge right now that's Podfic related is ITPE, the informal Twitter Podfic exchange. They The Podfics are due on December 18th, so right around now, and then they make the deliveries on Christmas Day. So <laughs> I'm excited to get my, my gift. They're still new and getting off the ground. Out of some of the talk at PodAware, I started two Podfic tumblers. One of them is called Podfic Talk, and one of them is called Podfic Announcements. And basically, I follow the Podfic tags and Podfic searches on Tumblr, and I reblog, kind of like I do with the Podfic account on Twitter. I just reblog any posts that I see talking about Podfic. But because... Twitter is very short and Tumblr has no size restrictions. Yeah. I ended up splitting it into two. So all of the announcements are on one and everything else is on another. And we'll put the link to all of these Tumblrs that we've just talked about and I guess the ITPE Twitter in the descriptions so that you can check those out. So now on to our main topic, which is talking about uh, multi-voiced projects and podfix. Let's just start off with a couple of the different kinds of of multi-voiced projects that you can have. I think probably the most casual kind of multi-voice project I've seen, but is still really fun to listen to, are ones where it's one person reading it to an audience. Have you guys listened to many of those? Oh, I don't think I so, actually. No, I- there is this one group called Fangirl Productions that have like different podfics where you read them in a group and a lot of them are like cracky funny ones so Mm -hmm. you can hear like one person reading it and then the immediate reactions of people laughing to the jokes and whatnot in it kind of a little like having a laugh track yeah Yeah. how interesting the other one that i know of that had an audience um because i was part of the audience (laughs) was lost loves um by cantarina and it's a white collar crossover with a mystery fandom when you find out what the mystery fandom was, you got to hear all of our reactions, which <laughs> I thought made it pretty fun. Yeah, I think that sounds really cool. I'd have to try it out. I'm not sure. It depends how invasive it is, I think. So I would I would definitely look that up afterwards. I mean, I suppose it is definitely multi-voice because if you have the, the sounds of the audience, but it's a very different idea than most of the ones that we're going to be talking about yeah. where you're yeah. splitting the story itself in some way. Yeah, it was just a really casual one that I thought might be mm-hmm. fun to bring yeah, up but first. but it is a cool idea, the audience as a character in the podfic almost. I think the natural segue from that then is other things that are recorded live, which usually seem to happen either at cons or when people are visiting other podfickers or maybe they know podfickers in the area and they actually sit down one mic and record together. Yeah, I've managed to drag two family members and two roommates into <laughs> creating podfics just because I was like, I'm grabbing you and and (laughs) we're going off to my closet with a mic. Nice. (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't think of anybody in my life who would really be up for that. Well, my two roommates are Fanish, so like Yeah, okay. When, and we started recording together with the first pod bang because I was like, I'm so excited about this. I really want to do it, but oh my god, I've never done something that long. Um, let's bring in help. <laughs> It'll be shorter if there's three of us recording it. <laughs> Although that brought about its own difficulties of trying to find a story that works well with three voices. Yeah. I mean it is picking that that story that you all like and will be good for multi-voice and not too long to actually sit down and do in one sitting is a challenge. The ones that we did for Podbay were certainly not in one sitting. Yeah, okay. <laughs> You're lucky enough like... to live with your fellow podfickers, though. Yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, the longest one is, like, just over five hours. There's another one that's, like, four and a half hours. Oh, wow, yeah. And, yeah, they're all long. <laughs> We all recorded the bits separately and then we just stitched them together. But because we all lived in the same house and it was one of like the first one that we did was one of the earlier multi-voice projects and certainly one of the longer ones. And some of the earlier projects before that, one of the big issues that they had to deal with was the differences in mic quality yeah exactly and so, so many people were like i'm so amazed that your your volume is so consistent <laughs> was, we cheated hardcore on that <laughs> it's not cheating it's just being smart but <laughs> yeah that's, that's another plus for recording in person that mm-hmm. there isn't that huge disparity between the sound yeah it takes some yeah. editing pressure off as well exactly. not just sound quality or or equalization but also just not having to knit different parts together in you know yeah. particularly if you're doing the kind of story where each person is portraying a different character sitting around a mic or a couple mics and doing that is much less editing intensive you know despite missteps than sending it in have you ever edited together you know different the narrator versus um dialogue from different people I never have. I've never been the person they got sent to, but I've sent them off and felt sorry for them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so editing-wise, it's it's a horror show. So definitely much easier to sit together and not have to splice together all the different sections. Yeah, no, that makes I mean that makes complete sense to me. And I, I've done that multi-voice in-person thing, but usually just when you're at somebody's, you know, like when I was visiting the U.S. and I saw a bunch of podfickers and meeting up with people and we were like, oh, we're all together. We should definitely record something. So it's yeah. it's very off the cuff and you can do it without preparation and just sit down and, and read, which is nice. I honestly, yeah. when I'm bookmarking fic that I've read... Like, if it's got something that will break down into multi-voices, I don't even have to love the fic that much, but I will still, like, (laughs) earmark it as, like, possible multi-voice project. Really? that's one of the biggest issues that I've had, because I do visit a lot of podfickers, (laughs) because I I have a car, and I'll be like, hey, you live within 10 hours of me. I'm coming to sleep on your couch this weekend. I will give you credit. (laughs) When I was in New York, you drove, like, I don't know how many hours to get down just because I was going to be there for a weekend. So I appreciate that. Is it a prerequisite to visiting pod figures that they have to record with you? <laughs> um, should be. Yeah. And th- I feel so horrible because so many of the multi-voice things we record together, then I'll be like, I'll totally edit them. And <laughs> I, <never. laughs> I would like say, five. You, yeah, you have things that we recorded that you never edited. Definitely. They may have been yeah. not, not fit for Sad. public consumption, though. I don't know. That's That's definitely one of those things where... 
we're going to get into examples that are like good uses of multi-voice, but I've totally just done things where like the last multi-voice thing that I recorded in person with someone, we're like, we both really like this story. It is not meant for two voices at all. I'll read a paragraph. You read a paragraph. Yeah. And we just switched off like that. And I've done one of the first multi-voice ones that I don't think it ever got posted, but um, yeah, we just like, I think we switched off sentences. There was like five of us in a room and we would just read one sentence and then the next person would read i liked our general ooze of disapproval like, just like <laughs> yeah. Ooh, you did what Lots of judgment. but Terrible. you know that's been done effectively sometimes yeah. too. like um choose your own avengers was yes. it's like a three plus hour pod fic but it's not necessarily that long when you listen to it because it's a choose your own adventure thing uses that like switch that it's not necessarily like a natural pov switcher or storytelling piece that brings about multiple voices but the way hanano bureau did it is that each section Mm -hmm. when you're listening to it the next section after it will be a different voice but that makes sense that's the perfect example of of a story that is it's added to by having a a multi voice version of it it's it's definitely a cool effect. Sometimes it's a continuation of the scene, the next section. But you definitely know that, like, you've made a choice. Yeah. You're moved on. And, like, if you're just listening to it without, you know, <laughs> making choices, you're going to be able to tell that you should have just made a choice. Yeah. yeah, I think in general it's just a good way to signal something because you have the change in voice. I think I do have a frustration sometimes with multi-voice where it says it's two people and then they sound like the same person. <laughs> but that that's cool if you do it deliberately yes like one of the family members that i've like dragged into making podfic with me is my little sister and we sound like me and both of my sisters we sound so much alike that our parents confuse us by <laughs> based on our voice like that's how similar we sound we sound different enough sort of that i keep thinking that i'm going to record um a fic where someone suddenly gets turned into a girl Mm. And one of us can read the boy parts and the other one can read the girl parts. Because we sound close, but just that little bit different that would be kind of cool. I need almost different accents because English, like if if you guys both have similar accents, if I was listening to a podcast by both of you, I, my brain would hurt. I'd be constantly trying to work out who was speaking and I wouldn't be focusing on the story. You are listening to a podcast with both of us. No, podfic. Did I say podcast? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you a secret. Sometimes during our podcast, I don't know which one of you is speaking. Oh, no. <laughs> There's just something wrong with my brain. I need more information. <laughs> more, yeah, more indication that it's somebody else. So I love it when there's different accents. I suppose yeah. that can be a bit of a cautionary tale, though, too, that don't rely too much on different voices to yeah. tell your story. That some people might not be so great at distinguishing the voices. (laughs) I think I definitely prefer, not necessarily different accents, but but more distinct voices. I mean, it's just, again, it's personal preference, right? But particularly if you're doing the kind of pod fic where you're using a different person for each character and you're not taking use of very much tags or narration, so Mm. it's meant to be a dialogue happening, then some kind of distinction between the voices even if it's just a kind of personality injection that people are doing to do the different characters is very helpful because then it it just flows as a conversation better i know that um that community multi-voice project that you and i were on jen one of the 
discussions that came out of it that I was reading about, it might have been in the notes, I'm not sure, um, where I believe it was Opal Song was saying that she spoke with the author and got clarity because part of that podfic takes place in an Anon meme. Mm-hmm. And so they had whoever was voicing the character writing that comment was the one that read those comments. So it was not as Anon in the podfic as it was when you were reading it. Right. If you could match voices. But, you know, if you can't match voices, which I don't <laughs> know the characters well enough to have been able to match them like that, that it was like, eh, it didn't really enlighten me that much more. <laughs> yeah, and there were a lot of people in that one as well. So so really keeping track of them all the way along and matching them up, I think, would be difficult. And I found when we were looking at Rex and things like that for this podcast that I had to actually go back and re-listen to the intro and figure out exactly who was doing which part because I wanted to be like, oh, this part was great, but who did it? I don't know. You know, mm, so yeah. I think that's just, um, you know, you listen and you enjoy it, but you don't necessarily connect those things. So we've talked about recording things in person and that kind of audiencing multi-voice and doing multi-voice that where you have very distinct characters versus what point of views. So maybe let's talk a little bit about not fic type I've listened to not fic before, as in the author has written it as not fic and, and the pers- one person has just read it read out. It. And that's yeah, fine. exactly. I like that, yeah. The one I listened to when I was preparing for the podcast was an actual, I guess, pod not fic in the sense that it was just a few people riffing a story out loud. Yeah, kind of brainstorming. I don't know. I didn't listen to the whole thing, I'll be honest. I My brain is simple. I need it to, <laughs> I need it to be very straightforward. So the idea was good, I think. Um, it was The Lockpick is His Penis, which I thought that's a winner title. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I couldn't – I need to hear the story in a clear narrative and it was too busy for me. I think you tried to listen to it as well, didn't you, Jen? Yeah, um, I think it might be a little bit – like because it's it's almost just listening to like a brainstorming session. Um, yeah. You, you, I think you likened it to – uh, eavesdropping on somebody's slumber party, which yeah. is kind of a yeah. fun idea, but um, but, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not the same when you have not fic that's written. Even though people might be just um, chatting back and forth on a client or something, it's less confusion. I mean, it's like with this podcast, if you sit down and talk, we might talk over each other or things like that, and so yeah, you have that kind of idea when you just sit down and record yourselves chatting. I do like not fic. I mean, I came from bandom and. Bandom was like a not fic paradise. Like there's so much. <laughs> and I've listened to a lot of um, pod fics that are not fics. I've listened to less that are multi-voice. Uh, one thing I found when I was looking at not fics that were multi-voice was kind of a section that were done by uh, Opal Song and uh, Kalakira. They had done several different ones and they had traded off. So there was two versions of each one where they were each the other author. And those I thought those were kind of fun. I mean, I'm not sure I had a preference over which version to listen to. They may have just done that, you know, to in- for their own enjoyment. But um, but they're they're kind of a conversation, and they do have very they have distinct voices, and they're they're kind of fun to listen to. So yeah, that raises a good point, though. I mean, multi voice doing it for your benefit versus the story's benefit, I guess. Yeah, maybe benefits the wrong word, but your enjoyment versus something that's. Yeah, because, like, there are a lot of multi-voice projects that, that happen entirely just because, hey, if there's multiple podfickers in a room, 
Exactly. Let's pull out our mic because like what else are we going to (laughs) do? Yeah, there are ones that like fit with the storytelling a bit more or other practical reasons that could just be like, this is a really fucking long story. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it needs to be split. Get other people (laughs) involved. Yeah, and I think I actually think chat fic lends itself really well to that because in a chat fic, you do have two, three voices. And so you don't even have to worry about narration to cut or anything like that because Mm. everything that's on the page is something that's being said by the person. But instead of characters, you have the authors, you know, having a conversation. So I think that kind of thing, because it's it's more text-based, is is similar to like the POV shift or, or those kind of things where you have different voices and you're giving some, you know, each section to somebody. And then the kind of entirely other side of that is a kind of radio play type thing where it's it's actually just this is what each character is saying there's no narration no tags nothing just um as if you are in a play and those are your lines have, have there been many radio play style podfix i don't know if i run into very many but i don't think so i don't enjoy radio plays when they're professionally done so that I'm sure if I saw something like advertised as a radio play, it wouldn't get me to jump fandoms to listen to it. The one I listened to was a radio play in the sense that it was a radio segment. Uh-huh. So there was oh, the narration yeah, okay. and everything, but there was the host, there was call-ins. I guess it wasn't your traditional radio play, um, but it was it really worked. Like you could tell who were the who were the call-ins, you know, via the little mm-hmm. tech editing that they did. You could tell who the hosts were. It just it, it was the perfect story for reading out loud. Yeah. Yeah, that was the NPR uh recorded for Amplificathon 2010. One, two, three, four, five, six people, and I knew who everyone was. Like I, I enjoyed listening to it. And that's probably quite an extreme example because rarely do you have a fic that's so perfectly made exactly. for something. Yeah, I think probably more often you have this thing, and it's really good if you are able to talk to the author. Or I think this is why you know you see it happening during Pod Together, where you can say, "Hey, do you mind if we cut out some of these tags or edit this narration slightly so that the things that are already happening in the Pod fic because of these all these voices aren't necessary, you know, yeah. in in the words." Have you done that kind of thing before? I've done it as a single voice person, specifically okay. during Pod Together, but I don't think I've done it for multi-voice. I think everything... Oh, no, Theatropod, actually, yeah. Theatropod and um, Pod Together would, would be a would, little bit different, as yeah. in there's a lot more communication between the author and the pod figure. I think it would be harder. I think it's okay if you're recording uh, a fic of a friend of yours or somebody that you know well enough. And I have certainly emailed, I'm pretty easy with stuff like that. I have definitely, when I'm working on solo projects, emailed an author and said, I'm not comfortable with this, or I, I, I'm wondering if there's any way I can possibly change this. What do you think? And usually authors are really nice about stuff like that. Even ones I haven't known have been great about it. So, you know, just Depends if you're willing to ask. I think most fic, like in fandom right now, it doesn't naturally lend itself quite to being a radio play. I guess yeah. there is like some fics out there that are written as scripts. I don't think I've run into many. Probably the closest thing that I've read um, that I actually like for years was planning on turning into a pod fic. Um, there was like an SGA story written by like Lavian that was a musical. 
Oh, so wow. like, they would break out into song and stuff. And, like it was all written and it'd be like to the tune of this song and stuff like that. That's amazing. That's something that would maybe work better as a radio play. But like radio plays, you're right. It's they don't have dialogue tags. And a lot of the times they'll use like sound effects to convey the story. And that's always been the part that throws me out of a radio play is that it's a lot of the time when I'm listening to Podfic, I'm multitasking radio plays because they're telling the whole story through sound without any like explanation necessarily i i it takes too much concentration for me and i get a little bored giving it all my concentration or um i get like i lose the story if i try and do other things while listening but yeah there have been some good middle ground ones though where like there's 15 different voices in this story let's give each one a unique voice but you still leave in the dialogue tags you still leave in the the internal thought process or the narration or whatever. Yeah. That you might not have in a traditional radio play where it's all like dialogue or special effects and whatnot. Yeah. I think a lot of times they'll assign somebody as the narrator. In fact, I've been the narrator in, in several of the multi-voice ones I've done where you just do all that in between stuff. And the other thing I've seen is whoever is, which character does the narration that belongs to their character, which I kind of prefer the former because I like the narrator as a separate entity, a kind of overarching voice that goes throughout and then each character pops their voice in. I think I agree with that, yeah. The places that you could try maybe get a bit more of a compromise um, as one of the mods of Pod Together, I've seen a lot of the different ways that our group to work together. Because, you know, a lot of the times there's like descriptiveness added to the dialogue tags. He said angrily, she whispered or whatever. And they will take out those descriptors yeah, yeah. And, and just have them like yell angrily or whisper whatever and not <laughs> explicitly say that in the text. They'll just have like some some like blocking for the, the pod figure so they know what yeah. acting used to take. And I think that's your ideal situation is narration for thoughts and actions and then anything that has to do with the kind of acting process of the voices, if you can get the author to agree, cut those bits out. And that's that's a really nice middle ground. And that's, I mean, I mentioned Theatropod really quickly earlier, but that's what we did for that because that was... It's the only thing I've done like that where we sat on Skype and we actually recorded it together, but but we had these rehearsal sessions on Skype earlier and we had the, you know, the author was working with the producer and she just went to her and said, this would be better if this could be cut or this would work better if if we didn't say, you know, it's not necessary to have this tag or that explanation because should be clear in the acting of these people. But they looked at that kind of as a little bit more of a play, even though it did have narration. So, yeah. You know, it's a, it's, yeah. it was kind of group process with the author included, which was really nice. And, um, like, that was the point of theatrical. Right, They exactly. wanted it to be like a play. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that. And, and I mean, it's it was an unusual unusual one and obviously took a lot of work on the part of the mods. So, it's you know, it's a hard thing to run all the time or do often. But um, but I think the ones, you know, the ones that got done turned out really well. And, and I enjoyed the process of working on mine. So... There's the standard pod fix out there. And, like, don't get me wrong, that's my bread and butter. That's what I listen to most of the time. That's what I create most of the time. But, like, anything that you do to spice it up, even if it doesn't work, can be, like, so creative and yeah. 
like just bring about whole different ideas. So things like multi-voice projects just by virtue of like, okay, we're going to try and work more than one voice into this. Let's think about it can create some really cool things. I think we're a creative bunch and I think we, we do get as creators, not as consumers, we get bored with just sitting in front of the computer by ourselves recording a story and we do find ways to, to make, make our pod fix different and to, to, yeah, involve other people. Mm-hmm. It's getting like more and less so all the time. Like it, and it really depends on where you are in the fandom, but like pod figures can be so close knit. And so we're all friends with each other. You know, we were saying when you look at the multi voice projects, a lot of the same names appear, but it's because <laughs> it's like someone will mention it on Twitter and everyone will jump on board. Yeah. Because, you know, we're all following each other and we're all friends with each other. And, you know, not everyone's involved in those circles. And uh, it's certainly really open if you are interested in getting involved. It's not like it can look cliquish from the outside, but I wouldn't say that it is on the inside. I've been approached by people like I was involved in a Generation Kill multipod. And, I mean, I was just approached by them because I'd I'd already read something in Gen Kill. And so they just said, hey, do you want to be involved in this? I mean, it doesn't have to be your BFFs. It doesn't have to be cliquey, I think. No, that's how I ended up on a community podfic. I'm not in community fandom at all. But they're like, hey, we need a Which voice. that's my soul. <laughs> yeah, and I, that one I was only in because I just saw it go by on Twitter. And I was like, oh, that sounds cool. And just said, hey, <laughs> you know, so. And I don't think I knew whoever was. I've forgotten who organized it now. I'm not sure I knew personally. I think it was whoever, Opal Song. Yeah, so who I, I don't really know, although obviously I know her name. I think you ha- you do have to be willing to kind of stick your, you know, to say hey. But if you do, it, it can be really rewarding. So, isn't there a isn't there a com on Dreamwith or LJ for multi for like? Is know, there? There are. There's one that Doctor Fumbles McStupid started that is just to help her collaborate um, projects that she's in, mm-hmm. and then someone more recently. And I don't specifically remember the name. I'll look it up and link to it in the notes for this podcast of like, okay, let's use this spot as a place to organize collabs between people. Mm -hmm. There are projects out there where they're like, who's interested in joining in? But I wouldn't necessarily limit myself to just a place like that. Not yet. I don't think it's quite busy enough for that yet. But certainly like posting to Twitter about it, like I'll retweet it on Podfic if you certainly if you out reply by me if I don't already see it in my searches. Yeah. Yeah, just like cold approaching pod figures that you like. <laughs> I've had that happen. Like um podcast. I don't know, she approached me once doing that and I believe she's done it to other people as well, where she's just like, Hey, I like your podfic and I think you might do well as a voice on this. Are you interested? And you might get a no, you might get a yes, but I don't think anyone would be offended for mm-hmm. being approached. I think pod figures are so used to having to ask about stories and things like that, that they're likely to be very positive and helpful if you're approaching them, because everyone's aware of, of that situation. The other end of it is when people ask for, like, people have a project in mind mm-hmm. and they post us for people to audition. So, I mean, that's the other end of the spectrum of, right. you know, 
either doing it with your friends or cold calling people and and asking or just straight up saying, you know, I want the best people, please audition. Yeah. And obviously that is what what they did for Theatropod where they had open auditions. Um, And I can see how that's a little more intimidating um, than just saying, hey, I want to do this project. But it's, you know, you just send something in and they say yesterday. I had done previous to Theatropod, I think I had done a couple out of fandom projects, which ran in much the same way. I mean, it wasn't a Skype meeting thing, but the audition process was very similar, where um, the website put out a call saying, we're doing this play or we're doing this audio work. Um, you send in some lines, you know, they, they have lines that you can record as an audition, you send it in, they say you got the part or you didn't. And then once you had the part, in that case, you had to record your separate lines, like they sent the script out to everyone, which each line numbered all the way through <laughs> craziness. Um, and then you record each line with its number and your character name and everything, you know, very specific titles send those back and then they obviously would have gone line by line and edited it just straight through but because i had done that i didn't think theatropod was that as intimidating i think because that was kind of a real world example i will say though if you do want to put auditions out there a lot of pod figures react negatively yeah Yeah. whether or not they should not making a judgment call there but that was one of the things i know like i'm friends with klb and and Bessie Boo, who were the people that ran Theatropod. And we did, during PodAware, a podcast on modding things, and they talked about Theatropod, and they were both surprised by the negative feedback they got for asking for auditions. I know Tanoka One tried to organize a Supernatural podfic uh-huh. and got a lot of negative reactions for the audition process that they had. And I, I think that is just a natural extension of the idea of a fandom as being, um, you know, we want to be so inclusive and we want to include everybody. And so, uh, you know, people sometimes draw a line between that and something like an audition as you're excluding people. But I mean, for me, having come from a slight theater background, it didn't seem, you know, it just seems like a normal thing. So I I, I think if you come at it with a clear plan and you make sure everyone that's auditioning knows that plan, if you say, everyone has to audition. This is what I want you to read for your audition process. <laughs> this is how I'm going to give you feedback. That's, that's you know, people like to know what to expect. But yep. if you go in and start changing the rules halfway through the audition process, yeah, that can that can turn ugly, I think. Yeah, I've seen that happen and, and people react. That just making matters worse. I do, yeah. again, speaking with KLB on this, she was saying that, she recently did a Glee multi-voice mm-hmm. podfic, I believe. And she was telling me that with that project, she kind of reached a happy place of how to handle auditions while still being inclusive. There was like a very few main roles uh-huh. that she had auditions for. And then everything else was just like, claim it if you want it. And yeah. that... I can yeah. see working really well. Like the person that has like a random five lines, it doesn't have to be like the most beautiful in character <laughs> thing. But you know, the people that are carrying the majority of the storyline, that it might be worthwhile having them audition. And I think she had really positive results that came out of that. So that might be a good way to handle it. Yeah. Another way that I've handled it in the past is like. I've got a list of people that want to be involved. I just say, look, give me your top three characters that you want to do. And then I can go through and say, well, this person has a major role. I'm going to choose someone that has good sound quality and who I know I can rely on. 
So kind of like you know what they want and you can still compromise with what you want as well. Yeah, that's probably a really good way of handling it too because like the, I know the last project I signed up for, it hasn't been posted yet, but hopefully it'll be posted soon. It was a really like it's like a 60K fic and it was partly broken into a multi-voice project so that it could be done in more manageable chunks by people. Mm-hmm. It was... I believe done kind of on a first come first serve basis, but there was a lot of people that signed up and dropped out. So I was one that ended up being a pinch hitter involvement in it. But the part that I ended up getting, I didn't feel like I was the best choice for it. Every line that I read was like pulling teeth. Mm. And that meant that it took me a lot longer to get the project there. And there were other parts that came up later that I would have preferred having over the one that I did get. Yeah. And I mean, part of that was just because I was a pinch hitter, like Mm -hmm. you take what you get. But going in there and being like, these are what I want. And, you know, if you only want to play one part, be honest about that. But But be aware you might not get it. And that could be a good way for the person organizing it to get the podfic that they want out of it. But also have people getting the things that they enjoy. Because a lot of the multi-voice ones that I've seen have been first come, first serve. Of, like, whoever claims it gets it. Yeah. And sometimes, like, someone who might have been okay with two roles ends up getting the one that the other person, that's the only role that they wanted. Yeah. (laughs) I personally, I don't have any problem at all with audition processes. And I think they're a really good way to get, you know, if you are the one organizing and you're putting in that time to get a, a great product. I like the idea of the bigger parts audition versus smaller parts claiming. I think it's, that's quite a nice middle ground. But I, it's always a difficult situation when you're joining a lot of people together on one project so you just have to there's nothing inherently bad about yeah so all of this is really good um do we want to get into maybe some more specific types of advice like i know one of the biggest things when it comes to doing a multi-voice project is choosing a fic that fits (laughs) a multi-voice project like I've done quite a few different multi-voice projects and finding the fic for it can be the most difficult thing. Mm-hmm. Like my roommates and I have done pod bang each year. The way that we've handled it is each of us take a different point of view character yeah. and we will read all of the parts written in that character's point of view. It's great. And I really like a lot of the projects that we've done out of it. I'm super proud of. Um, but let me tell you how hard it is to find like long that have exactly three points of view. <laughs> yeah, I, I think probably your most common is that, you know, two points of view because it's going to be a pairing story and yeah, they're switching yeah. back and forth, you know, in very traditional um, romance format, switching back and forth between the two characters. Or you get the ones where it's like eight points of view. You'll have like that random bit told by like the character cleaning the floors as they observe the pairing <laughs> and like your best friend's point of view. And like, yeah, you get some that have like a lot yeah. or just one or two. Like that tends to be the default on things. So basically, you just need to cut one of your roommates out of this. Just be like, like there's only room for two of us. <laughs> like, we t- or we do some auditions. Yeah. <laughs> you can find all the polyfic and or all the OT3 fics. Yeah, that's that's true. OT3 could be your new thing. That's good. We haven't done that yet, but we should. <laughs> I think the other the other one that comes up is kind of the five times fic. Or yeah. you know, so sometimes you see those where, you know, if you can get five people, which is kind of a random number, but um 
sometimes you have a five times pick where where several people are rotating off or you know doing different sections and in that case you don't you're not tied to a specific character it's just that you're each reading a scene yeah that's what we did for our train pod fic right oh yeah that's right i forgot about that it was a a five plus one thing speaking of pod fics that got recorded that you never edited (laughs) i still hope to edit that one day (laughs) i we we should vaguely explain but we were on a train with with Rena Jenkins and the probably the background sounds will be so horrible that was but there we, anyone else in your carriage while you were recording? At one point there was. We just I was like glaring <laughs> at them as we recorded. We just it was, powered it was a through. The the announcements came on like we got maybe fifteen seconds between announcements. It felt like <laughs> like we were getting like a sentence maybe two out before they'd be like approaching this station. <laughs> it was more to kill time on the train journey and have fun than anything else. I think. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The other kinds of uh, stories turned into multi voice ones. One that I really love is uh, Queen's Guard by <laughs> Feige. Like, it's a fairly long story, and she recorded, like, 98% of it. Throughout the, like, scene breaks, they would have, like, little bits of news clips and, like, radio shows and whatnot and magazine articles. And she had a ton of different fans come in and read those snippets in between, and they were put into the story. And I really loved that effect because... At the time, it was, like, one of the first ones that had done that. And it just, like, made me really aware of, like, oh, so many fans in fandom, which you can see (laughs) is a bit of a theme with me. And it just, like, worked really well that you had, like, all of these different voices commenting on what the main characters were, like, doing and living through that she was telling that story. I think something where you have a different kind of medium stuck inside the story is something thing that lends itself to to multi-voice as well and you do see that um the one of the theatropods that was a teen wolf one was i think it was like a chat forum or something like that i'm trying to remember now and that community one we did was an online forum as well and so those are like you know emails people send and things like that um chats and news stories like you're saying one of the first ever multi-voice projects there's certainly the first one on on the audiofic archive is written by the victors and it got done that way it was told through multiple mediums different people and whatnot and that's how they broke it up kind of brings you us into like epistolary stories like the one that i recorded with my sister i just kind of went to twitter i'm like send rex and someone sent this series of stories that was like emails going back and forth yeah and so i was reading tony and Colson's emails because there were two different stories in that series and she was reading Clint's emails we would switch off emails I felt it worked fairly well for it I think it's interesting because it depends you you were saying Queen's Guard it's like 98% Feige um, and one of the things I was thinking about was when we were kind, kind of trying to define what multi-voice is and we talked about at the very very beginning of this we talked about the idea of people audiencing and that counting as multi-voice well as long as you have a secondary voice or, you know, a third voice in, in any format, then I guess that's multi-voice. Because I had I had a bandom podfic that I did ages ago now where I it had singing sections in it. And I was I was hanging out with um, Penny Plainnitz 
um, discussing my difficulty with the singing because I am not a singer in any way, shape, or form. And I was worrying about what I was going to do for this. And I was talking about maybe I had tried to splice in bits of the songs, but it was very jarring because that, that was obviously a song versus he was, it was supposed to be Brendan, like kind of singing to himself. And she said, oh, I could do the singing for you. And I was like, oh, okay. And that's what we did. She just sent, you know, just a couple lines she needed to do. She just sent me that files and I just added them in. And obviously it's still a little bit strange because I'm doing the entire character and then there's a British accent singing his thoughts. But um, I think it worked. And I think it, I mean, technically I would consider that multi-voice, even though it's a very, uh, you know, a smaller contribution on one person's part. Yeah, I've definitely had some projects where like people tag me as being a voice on it, but I'm like, my part is so small that I don't quite claim this one as my yeah. one of mine. Like, I feel that way about the community one. I had like five lines. Now I'm thinking I never, I mean, I didn't put her as a co-author. Maybe I should have. I just tagged <laughs> her in the notes. Like, thank you. Oh, She yeah. should rent herself out though. She's done some music, uh, some singing for one of mine as well. She's got a beautiful <laughs> voice. She does. That's true. But like, that's a, that's a really good example of like it filling a need where that's why you brought in a secondary voice. It fulfilled a need. Yeah. yeah. Um, you wanted someone to not suck at <laughs> singing. <Yeah. laughs> Talking about it, working with a story, one of the other um, projects that I did, it was time travel fic. Mm. And it was one that I did with Fire Juggler. It was all told from Tony's point of view, but some of it was him in his current age traveling around time looking for Steve and then some of it was younger Tony meeting up with like time traveling Steve huh so I read all of the ones of current aged Tony and she read all of the bits that were younger aged Tony so like that was one of the ways to distinguish like Timelines can be pretty confusing, and that was one of the ways that helped make it a little less confusing. Now I'm thinking that Greedy Dancers fic where there's like five different Gerards from five different sessions, you know, it's like a Frank Gerard fic. Do you know that one? I can't remember what it's called, that that we should do that as a (laughs) multi-voice pod fic. That would be amazing. (laughs) I'll be soliciting volunteers after this this podcast (laughs) is aired. (laughs) But yeah, that, that's one way to help distinguish what's going on. And, and that's how multi-voice projects begin. <laughs> I know! I know I've looked at a couple that deal in a lot of flashbacks. In fic, there's a lot of things that you could do to visually tell you that something's going on. Like, when everything's in it- italics, it's like, okay, that's a flashback. But if you're reading something that's not told linearly, and they've got a lot of that, it can be hard to convey that. In a project, really hard. Yeah, you can put like effects. Like I know I've done like minor echo effects to be like this is in the past. But like I know there was one fic that I was looking at where um, it was being told like in converging flashbacks. So there was like what was going on currently and what was happening in the past, and they started getting closer and closer together until you got to the present. Yeah. Again, that was one that I was thinking about getting my sister in on because our voices are similar, but different enough that it might help tell the story. The last thing that we should maybe talk about is um, tips for if you want to organize a multi-voice project. Um, We kind of covered talking about finding people, talking about finding a fic, but maybe how to manage putting it all together most of the multi-voice stuff that i've been a part of that i've run it's 
literally been like dragging people in real life which makes it a bit easier even if it means that then I have to do all the editing (laughs) I know I've had some experiences like from participating in them that it's like you know what I might have done better if this had happened I think the number one thing that you have to know going into organizing a multi-voice is that at least one person will drop out at some point guaranteed (laughs) especially if you're Um, getting like large casts it's maybe not going to happen if it's two of you but i mean i think it's probably similar to modding a challenge you know you have to be aware that that people life gets in the way exactly stuff happens someone's going to drop out you need to have a backup plan for that because it will probably happen last minute and yeah you'll need you'll need to have people waiting in the wings to to help I think certainly, too, as the person organizing it, the less the people you're working with have to do, kind of the better. I've been on two different multi-voice projects where I was just given, like, this hugely long fic, and neither of them have been posted yet, um, and one of them for sure is not going to get posted ever, where they're just (laughs) like, find your parts. And that's what you have to do. You have to go through, you know, for each character and, and... highlight or color code their parts so that they can just scroll through and say yep I start reading here and like I mean, if you just send them the whole fic that that's that's terrible yeah. <laughs> put some I effort know, in please I know with um the community one that Opal Song did she sent like I think I had a doc that was like here's your lines just read yeah. this like I didn't know anything else that was going on within the fic until I listened yeah. to it later <laughs> so it was super easy for me especially if you if you want to get people involved, having it really easy and especially yeah. smaller part, like just give them what they need to do and nothing else, that'll be more likely to get done then. Yeah. Tell them what, what you need and when you need it by and kind of, you know, give them support if they need need help. Like I know a multi-voice that I was involved in, there was a lot of um, foreign places, there was lots of foreign words, there was lots of acronyms, and the person organising it sent us lists with pronunciations, they recorded some of the words so, so that we knew how to pronounce things. I mean, that's wow, yeah, that's helpful, that's great. The one that Dr. Fumbles McStupid did, there was a pronunciation guide for the most common words, although one of the things that I didn't quite realize, because I was playing the alien priestess, that I was saying all of them. <laughs> all impossible alien words I was saying at some point but you can't get them wrong because they're not real words yeah but you can get them wrong from how everyone else (laughs) (laughs) and one of the things that I would have kind of liked to know before I signed up for that part um, and it was like a really casual thing over Twitter that maybe would have been uh, done differently had it been in any other medium but like I didn't realize how long my part was it was like 17k wow just yours yeah just my part was 17k and I didn't realize that it was going to be that large I got through and I got my parts in but I could see that maybe that's why some of the people dropped out because they didn't realize just how big their parts were going to be. There is like, I don't know, like 15 people on that podfic. Maybe not that many, but there's a lot of people on it, but it's still like a 60K fic. That multi-voice one that I'm talking about that I keep saying is 60K, um, it's 183K. (laughs) I was a little off on that. So you still end up with really big parts. It's long. Make it very clear, like, this is how how big it's going to be so that people can be more accurate when they're signing up for it and be like, no, I can handle that. 
I also would have done a little bit better with, like, I'm someone who lives by deadlines. First gave it to me. She's like, yeah, just give it to me when you have it. I, like, didn't do it. And then she's like, you need to have it done by this date. And that's what finally got me moving. You need Um, structure. And you need to have that structure laid out from the beginning. So there's a clear line of what's going to happen here, what's going to happen here, what's required of you when. I think the main thing you have there is that you've got a bunch of people who are all going to be turning in parts. And if a couple people are really on the ball and turn those in and then the other people aren't given, you know, if if you don't have enough structure there and the other people don't turn them in, then it's really disappointing to the first half because they've spent all this time on it. And you can't have that project without all the parts. You know, it's like fic exchanges versus just fic reveals. You know, if you don't have somebody to exchange with, it doesn't work. If you don't have two out of the five voices, there's no you know, bringing that project together. You, you've yeah. got to have pinch hitters to yeah. play the other people. I know that was one of the things that I felt sad that the theatropod that I was on never happened. Yeah. Because I put a lot of work into that and it just fell through. I mean, that's particularly hard. We had multiple Skype calls where we practiced. So you didn't just have to record something and send it off. They had to wrangle us for time zones. You know, I'm in the UK here. And even just for this podcast, we've had to do three separate time zones Mm. across the world. And to do that with a pod fic where you've got, you know, six or seven people plus the director and whoever else is sitting in on that recording. And to do it, I think we had you know, maybe three or four rehearsals before the final recording. That is a lot for everybody to show up each time, everybody to be there, be on time, be have two hours to give. And certainly if you are you want to do live recordings like that and you're wrangling time zones, you've got yeah. to expect that it's going to take one, twice as long as you expect, and you're <laughs> not going to get anything done for at least the first half hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think if you're doing that, I mean, it might be, I mean, we only had, you know, five or six people on our pod thick, which I think is the upper limit of what you want to have. And then also a short enough thick that you can do it twice in the Skype call or whatever, because you it's meant as an actual rehearsal. So you need to go through the whole thing. If you have a five hour thick, you're never going to get there. Or even if you have a one hour thick, it will be difficult. Yeah, like, and I can totally see why something that long, you're like, it'll be easier if you bring more people in. That's not a <laughs> I mean, the problem there is that, like, some podfickers don't do five-hour podfix ever or 10-hour or whatever. You know, there are some people who really like the under-an-hour zone, and that's where they enjoy themselves. And so if you're expecting, you know, when you come to a multi-voice project, you kind of assume it's yeah. going to be shorter. And so if you, you better be really upfront on the, we have picked this specifically because it's really super long. And even though we split it's it up, really you guys are going <laughs> to yeah. still have long parts. Make sure you know what you're signing up for. Yeah, it behooves you to be super <laughs> open with everyone who's going to be in your project because the more they know, the more they'll be good at what they're signing up for, you know. So I think, I mean, we've talked about kind of getting people together, but you the other thing is what you're going to do with you know, with the editing and the after effects and any music or anything like that. I mean, are you as the producer or the person managing and making all those decisions? Or are you going to try to make it a group process? Or, you know, are you just saying, send me the files and I'll deal with it and put it up? Most of the ones that I've been involved in, people edit their own parts and then send them off. The yeah. overall person edits them together. Or it's been like we recorded it in the same room and whoever ends up with the file is the one that edits it yeah, together. that's the lucky person. Person that's, you know, has final responsibility. 
And, like, generally the ones that I have done where I drag someone into the room, if they're podfic inclined at all, I tend to send it to them before I post it and be like, you're okay with this, right? Yeah. You know, the, the cousin that I got in to read it, he could care less. So I didn't <laughs> send it to him for approval because he would not approve it. <laughs> Most other people, I've, like, sent it for them an okay if I'm the one that did the editing. And a lot of the other ones that I've had bit parts in, I didn't expect to be consulted before no, it's posted. Yeah, I think you kind of send off your parts and you give them your blessing, you know, like, oh, well, I'll see it when it's up. Only if I edited my own bits and you were just, like, stitching it together with the other parts, I don't expect to be consulted on that at all. Yeah. More more just the ones where it's like, okay, we had a fairly equal part and I didn't, I wasn't involved in the editing at all, that I might, like, like to have a listen before it's posted. Well, I think we've covered pretty well the different kinds and what we've done personally and what we like, what we don't like. Do we want to move on to Rex then? I listened to a lot of multi-voice in preparation for this because I don't generally listen to it. Mm-hmm. One that, that I had listened to already was actually a gift for me. So that's probably why I loved it because it was a story chosen specifically because they knew that I liked it. It was a birthday gift. And it was only two people um, and they had different accents, (laughs) which is (laughs) what I like. (laughs) And they did read different sections. So it didn't hurt my brain. I didn't have to wonder who was reading, you know, what part. And it's the worst thing I ever did, which is a Teen Wolf um, Derek Styles fic. And if you know my taste, then you know that it's hella explicit. Um, (laughs) So that helped. (laughs) And it was by um, Factorial and Neverbalance, mm-hmm. who are actually partners in real life. So there was that intimacy there. So, I mean, look, when you listen to podpics by people that you're really close with, um, there's that extra level of, of intimacy, I guess. I felt, even though it's a weird kinky fic, um, there's some comfort to listening to voices that you're super familiar with. And it was just for me, so I loved it. It's, I, I mean, I'd recommend it beyond that. It's a great reading of a great fic. The other one that I have listened to recently and which I was actually blown away by and I didn't have trouble with the voices, it was um, the style was there was a narrator and then there was a different reader for each character. It was a Brooklyn Nine-Nine fic called A Distinct Lack of To-Do's. Seriously, you have to listen to this Mm -hmm. simply for the Rosa character because I swear to God, they got the actress to read out the line. (laughs) It's um, Temple Marker doing Rosa. Like when I left a comment for the fic, I had to ask because I couldn't remember the cast. But, yeah, she was fantastic in it. So, I mean, it's a good story and it's great editing. I believe Mm -hmm. they recorded in the same room. So I guess editing wouldn't have been that as challenging. But it, it still, it was great. It flows it's not choppy, uh, well-performed, definitely recommend it. And I think you'd like that one as well, Jen. Yeah, I had it on my list of recs. Um, it's a live recording from Musk Pacificon, sorry. Yeah, and I had that as well about the Diaz voice. I, I KLB is AB, she's really good as well. And then there's like one line in the beginning, this is so silly, but um, Rhea314 <laughs> did the narrator and she goes, Peralta's head shoots up like a feral meerkat and it was like I thought that was a good line (laughs) I was just kind of listening and then you know because I had been going through all these multi-voice podfics and then I heard that line and I was like in immediately which is such a random thing but (laughs) um but yeah I had two others um and one is 
one from Pod Together 2013, although somehow I think I missed it the first time around. And this is a hockey one, um, but it's called A Brief Introduction to Online Fantasy Hockey. It's a story by Scintilla 10, and it's read mainly by Apple Juice and Fish Patrol. They also have four uh, guest readers who do some of the other people on the forum, and those are uh, Scintilla 10, Hannah Nobira, The 24th Key, and Tacola. It is all chat. They're on an online forum for hockey, and it's a Gino Sid fic, which is basically my favorite hockey pairing. It's all either people posting to the forum or Sid and Gino talking over, like, you know, private message. And it's it's just really well done. Like, all the other voices are in there, but they're a smaller part, obviously. Everyone is really distinct. There's a lot of different accents in it, which um, I would agree with Dodie works well for me. My favorite thing about it is Apple Juice's um, Gino voice. She's so good. <laughs> like, I, <laughs> she's just adorable. And I think Gino's a really hard thing because he is, you do have to do the kind of secondary English character. Um, and it can be a bit awkward or uncomfortable to listen to. And it, she's just so adorable in it. It's, um, <laughs> I, I was totally in love with Gino in this fic. Um, but yeah, so that, that's a definite wreck. Um, and I think it, that, it does have an epilogue at the end, which is in normal fic style, which is okay. But my favorite part is the main, the main thrust of it, which is this chat and, and emails yeah. and talk. And the second one is a one from Pod Together 2014. It's called Earth's Mightiest Defenders, written by Vasilady, read by Cantarina and Silly Cleo. So it's for Pod Together, and they did it in a storytelling style. And I think they worked all together to get that to get a very specific feel to it. And it does. It feels old-fashioned and kind of like as if somebody is sitting around a campfire telling you a story, you know, kind of the old tradition of storytelling, which is a really cool thing. They have very different voices. Uh, Cleo has um, a Kiwi accent. And then I think Cantorina is just American, right? She's Canadian. She's Canadian. Thank you. Um, (laughs) How dare I? So they didn't split it in any very specific kind of way. They just... They just kind of go from voice to voice as they go on. You really feel like you're just sitting with these two people who are telling you a story. And the the language of the pot, of the fic helps with this. It's kind of formalized and and old fashioned. And they just kind of trade off and and talk. Um, it's a it's an Avengers fic, and it's it's all the women Avengers characters because you know something's happened on the Earth and there's invaders and blah blah blah. But um, but it's just the flow of it is really beautiful. So I would definitely recommend that one as well. This is kind of going to go in reverse chronological order of when they were posted. So the first one that I'm going to offer is a, a really new one. It was just posted as part of this year's Podfic Big Bang. And it's called Text Me. Mm-hmm. And the main voices on it are Black Glass and Rena Jenkins. But there's also parts by Arwen Loon, Daru's, Litra, Miss Marina 95, and it is an Avengers uh, Steve Darcy podfic, and it is told entirely through text messages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was like kind of cool. So each texter had their own voice. One of the things that I thought was kind of cool, each texter had their own text notification. Yeah. Yes. That is so, I find that so helpful. And like for the most part, like it was really clear who was speaking each time the voices were pretty strong and like how they were saying things mm-hmm. tended to make it pretty clear who was speaking. You, you know, every time um, like Black Widow was was texting, you knew it was Black Widow. She was like, 
threatening to kill people and things <laughs> like that. It was very her, as well as like, you know, being supportive and whatever. It was like to the storytelling worked really well in that format, but having it read like that was also like really a really cool way of getting multi voices in there and really good use of sound effects. I listened to that this week as well, actually, and was considering it. And I thought the most interesting thing to me was I enjoyed it better in podfic form than in written form because it's so long and stretched out with all the text. But it flows really naturally when you're just listening to it, you know, because they yeah. cut out all the tags except for the first couple. They cut out all the from Darcy to Steve, from Steve to Darcy, and they just use the text notifications, which I think was a really good choice. I did read the sequel to this that hasn't been podfic yet, and uh-huh. it's... T- entirely on Facebook. Oh, wow. And I was like, yeah, I I definitely preferred the podfic more than reading the sequel to it. So I think that was cute. And like, on one side, like, Miss Marina, who played um, Pepper Potts, uh-huh. it was a fairly small part, but like, I just felt she was so perfect for it. It was like, she had that like, really sweet voice with the steel underneath it. But I was like, <laughs> Hello, Pepper. <laughs> nice. Black Glass and Rena, as like the people who had the bulk of the story, just did really well on it. Yeah. Um, the next one I have is also an Avengers wreck because that's most of my life at this point, and it's called Diz X Trilogy, and it's by Opal Song, Parley Forty Two. Oh, I'm really <laughs> sorry, Cassatufil. <laughs> well done. Nice. An easy agent. I'm really sorry, person in the middle there. (laughs) And it's this really interesting story. It's mostly Bruce, Tony, and Jarvis. And they're discussing what makes humanity, like how to define humanity. Because a lot of the time, Bruce doesn't feel fully human because of the Hulk. And he's kind of exploring that definition with Tony and Jarvis through Jarvis's obviously not humanity, but like what makes him a sentient being and how the rest of the world reacts to him as a sentient being. And they're not expecting and like the safeguards that they've put in place to protect them. And it's a really interesting story. It switches POVs as you go, where it starts, I think, in Tony or in Bruce's, and then it goes to Tony and and Jarvis. And you get, as the POVs shift, who's reading the narration switches, like the dialogue is read by the person who has that part. It did a little bit of, like, yeah, having each voice individually while still having like the POV shift it, it combining those two kinds of methods and, and it works really well for it. And it's a really interesting story. So I wreck that one. Mm-hmm. And the third one is the one that was made as a gift for me and it's called tequila cake and it's read by Bessie Boo and KLB. It's an American idol. It's Chris <laughs> Allen and Jim Cantiello and they did two versions of it because It's phone sex. (laughs) And so they did one version of it where they were reading the narration Uh and one version where it's just their back and forth. Is that the one where they did it on like Haytel or something? Like they didn't do it on regular? I think I seem to remember that. It's not just phone sex. It's done in messages. Yeah. So so that would make sense for Haytel because you leave separate messages, you know. First of all, like 
they both vo- voice their parts so well. Because Jim Cantiello is, like, this really energetic, like, kind of puppyish <laughs> guy. And, like, Bessie Boo pulls off energetic all yeah. the time. <laughs> Chris is is very mellow in it. He's, like, going to sleep throughout it. And and KLB reads, like, the really soft counterpoint to Jim's drunkenness. Nice. And, like, it's just so beautiful, and I love that story so much. And they made it for me, so <laughs> that makes it special, too. So uh, that, those are my recs. Cool. Okay, so the last section of the podcast that we want to do each month, um, we're calling Talk Back. And basically, we want to hear from you about what you thought about the previous podcast topic Obviously, we don't have one this month because we didn't have a previous podcast, but we'd love to hear what you thought about our opinions on multi-voice or what your own opinions are, what you have to add to the discussion or any recs as well. Um, So if you can, we'd prefer recordings, but also if you don't have the capability and just want to send in a written comment, that's also good. We could read it aloud. Um, We will possibly be editing or at least shortening them for the inclusion in the podcast itself. We'll add them at the end of next time, and then we'll send. We'll also put a link in our descriptions to the full comment so that people can see exactly what you said. Um, we would love to hear from you. Please, please do send us some of these, and we'll hear from you next time, I guess. And that concludes our very first Oral Phonic podcast. Thank you for joining us. Hopefully, you will join us next month. The topic of the podcast is going to be a showcase of ITPE. So for anyone out there who will be listening to those podfix, feel free to send in recs of your favorites and we will include them in the podcast. Until next month, that's us signing off. Bye. Bye. Bye.